This is Retirement Paradise with Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Greg provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Greg Gunther to help you retire in paradise. Aloha, and welcome back to Retirement Paradise. This is Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, please feel free to give us a call at 791-2924. You can also visit us online at therogroup.org. While at the website, please feel free to head over to the radio page. There you can check out past shows, maybe find a topic that is uh, special to you or unique. You can also subscribe to our program on either iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Today we're going to be talking about market volatility. It's been kind of in the news lately, uh, up and down, up and down. And uh, we're going to talk about generally how your fellow Americans feel about it. And some things that you can do that might make you feel, well, okay, I guess, about it, because no one's really comfortable with it, but a little bit more okay, perhaps. Uh, Before we dive into market volatility this week, let me introduce my co-host, Tony Shore, with us again this week. Tony, great to be with you. Hey, great to be with you, Greg. And that's me. Uh, I'm here. I'm doing great. (laughs) I'm excited. I've had a good week. I've kept busy, so that's kept me out of trouble, which is always good, as you know. And I've just, wow, yeah, with work and the family, I've been crazy busy. And I'm looking forward to this one because I have been watching the market lately, of course, and maybe a little more than I should be. And all the news out there with the political goings on and this being an election year and the coronavirus, uh, there's a lot happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and the China trade deal. And again, that coupled with the coronavirus and Brexit happening over in England, leaving the EU. So, wow, uh, a lot happening. But, you know, the mark, the economy is still strong. And I'm looking forward to talking about all that with you today. Um, but how are you? Let's uh, get let's talk about that before we start to uh, dive into our topic. Uh, same thing. Uh, busy as always. Uh, we have a, a federal benefits training uh, workshop coming up that we're hosting at the Oahu Veterans Center uh, this Saturday. Um, so we're very excited to to be part of that. Love working with um, our federal workers and, and doing that training. Been doing that for about a year and a half now. Um, and I'd say about 40 percent, um, maybe almost 50 now of my clientele are, are federal employees. So we're really proud to be uh, to be a part of that. Well, and I think that part of it is because you put on those workshops for people uh, and sorting out federal benefits and what you what you have what you're eligible for and what's available to you out there, and then if you have a federal uh, or a government pension, what to do with that lump sum payments and all these types of things. Uh, it is really important to sort it all out, but work with a professional. Uh, who's an expert at it and has seen it all. And uh, I know you work with a lot of those folks. Uh, so that's great. Uh, when is that again? Yeah, that's uh, that's this Saturday. And uh, actually, Tony, yeah, you did mention um, off air before we came on that if you were a federal employee, that one of the first things you would do is work with a professional that understood those benefits. Oh, yeah. Yep, yeah, exactly. So- 
We're doing that uh, this Saturday. So if, if any of the listeners, uh, I think this airs uh, the day before. So uh, if you want to make it, we have a couple seats left. We can squeeze you in. So that's at the Oahu Veteran, uh, Veteran Center. And that's at the Foster's Village in Salt Lake. And there's no, is there any cost to that? No, totally free. Awesome. Yep. That's even better. Yeah, that's even better. Well, I, I'm excited. So we're talking about uh, market volatility and our reactions to it, What, how we react and what we do when the market's uh, volatile. Is that our topic uh, for this show? Yes, market volatility and how you can uh, generally feel a little bit more okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. And you can feel good. Uh, you know, the market may go up and down, but I'm the same old co-host every week. <laughs> yep. Uh, that's one of the things I appreciate you, Tony. Um, I'm just a humble financial service professional. I need a presence like you to, to give this show a little life. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I'm here. But mm -hmm. as far as financial knowledge, I'm glad to have you to lean on and I'll defer to you, uh, Greg. So um, what inspired you to talk about market volatility today? I suppose with all that's in the news, right? Well, you know, um, I, I heard about a new poll that uh, Kiplinger conducted along with Personal Capital, and I read it, and I was kind of surprised at some of the results. So that's kind of what led me to want to discuss it on today's show. Um, if okay. our audience is interested in this article, you can find it on Kiplinger.com. Uh, it's titled Saving for Retirement, How to React to Market Volatility. And the poll results were released uh, just last month in January, and it's safe to say that they weren't super optimistic at the start of the new decade. So the poll found that a lot of Americans are moving their retirement savings from stocks to cash due to their concerns about the volatility of the market and what 2020 and beyond uh, may have in store. And, and that always hurts me a little bit to hear, um, you know, that fear factor going up because I know keeping money in cash, um, you know, people could miss out on these up moves. It makes it impossible for people to participate in, in an upside uh, movement of the market. I see. So uh, I, for one, like upside. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned it. It's one of my favorite things, come to think of it. So uh, why wouldn't people want to enjoy the upside? Well, I don't think that it's not wanting to enjoy the upside. That's the problem. Uh, I actually think it's, it's quite the opposite. It's avoiding the downside that makes people get a little bit more conservative with their retirement assets. And, and that's what the poll found too. Half of the respondents thought that the economy is slowing and almost one third of people believe the U.S. will be in a recession before we get into 2021. And another surprise that almost 40% of people are checking their portfolio either daily or weekly. Hmm. And so why does that surprise you? Well, in my opinion, people check their portfolios less uh, when things are, are going well. Um, up markets tend to be a little boring and slow. Um, it, it, it could be a sign of anxiety or uncertainty about retirement savings that makes people want to check them more frequently. So as I dug into these results, I found a, a number of signs that people are concerned about the impact that market volatility could have on their retirement. Um, first, take the following question. They asked, how worried are you about stock market declines currently? 63% of the poll respondents answered that question with either somewhat worried or very worried. Um, so it's safe to say there is a decent amount of concern out there about market performance. Well, yeah, there definitely is. Uh, did the study find that people were just worried about performance? I mean, that's crazy. Or have they started acting on it? Oh, very good question. Um, thanks, Tony. And it, it, it does look like 
some of the respondents have actually started to change their asset allocation due to their concerns about the market performance. 44% the study found um, of their invested assets were, were in stocks. But the second most commonly held asset was cash. Respondents on average had more of their money in cash than in bonds. Wow. What's notable about that, though? Well, for years, many financial services professionals used the rule of 100, uh, and a lot of them still do. And that's where retirees and pre-retirees were encouraged to simply subtract their age from the number 100, and the resulting figure would be how much to allocate towards stocks and then the rest into bonds. Um, so example, a 55-year-old would subtract from 100, and that would tell them to have 45% of their assets in stocks and 55 in bonds. The idea behind these rules was that you know bonds are less volatile and, and subject to less risk. So the closer you were to needing your assets for retirement income, the more stable you would want to be. And you can see more about the rule of 100 and why some people think it's kind of fallen by the wayside. Um, in Investopedia.com's article uh, titled Stock Allocation Rules, now they're talking about a rule of 110 um, due to more longevity and people working longer. Uh, but I mention all this because when the survey respondents show that they're holding more cash than bonds, they're actually further sacrificing growth um, for, for stability. So even the relative stability of bonds is too volatile for some of these investors' risk tolerance. And I know we've talked about risk tolerance a few times already today, but maybe we should talk a little more about that. Uh, before we do, why don't you let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you to set up that complimentary no-cost, no-obligation consultation or reserve a spot at one of these workshops. Yeah, thanks for the reminder, uh, Tony. Getting getting ready for retirement is the cornerstone of your financial uh, process. And to get more information, you can visit my website. That's at the, that's T-H-E, the rogroup.org. Uh, you can also call my office at 791-2924 and we can discuss how my team might be able to answer some of the questions or address some of the concerns you have um, or get your assets in line with your risk tolerance. All right. That sounds great, Greg. And as a reminder, listeners, this is Retirement Paradise with our host, Greg Gunther. And we've been talking a little bit here about risk tolerance. Uh, let's dive into that a little bit more. Yeah, I'd love to because understanding your risk tolerance is really the key to developing a retirement strategy that's going to work for you and that you're going to be comfortable with. So any forward-looking plan for retirement income involves some level of risk. A risk tolerance is a way to measure each unique retiree or, or pre-retiree's comfort level with that risk. And it evolves and it changes over time. So when many retirees move into their later years where you're actually going from taking paychecks, turning them into savings, you're now taking your savings and turning them into paychecks, they tend to focus on lower risk investments. Uh, but every individual and every financial situation is, is unique. It's not a cookie cutter type of approach. Um, at the Retirement Optimization Group, we actually use the color of money risk analysis to help determine your tolerance score. And it's an easy 11 questions. Um, it's available online. You can go to our website at therogroup.org in the upper right corner, get my score. Uh, I always recommend that my clients take this regularly. I'm um, usually once a year or anytime that there's any kind of major life change, you know, marriage, divorce, retirement, 
uh, kids, grandkids, whatever, anything that might change your perceptions on how you know you view your money. Um, the camera, as we call it, um, results in a proprietary score that will lead you to the color of money report. And this report is a great way to categorize your retirement assets. So you can really see how your score suggests your assets should be aligned and how they're actually currently aligned. So then you can tell if you're too aggressive, too conservative, or if you're about right. Right. And so uh, obviously I'm a big color guy. You know that. Right, right. Yep. I, mean, I, I love colors. I can name at least five or six. Yeah, that shirt colors. you're wearing. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I like multicolored shirts. Uh, yeah. Uh, outside of the state, they call them Hawaiian shirts. But uh, in all seriousness, though, uh, what value does actually knowing your risk tolerance provide? How does that help us? Well, uh, in my opinion, having an actual tangible score that you can look at makes a big difference. I mean, think of the uh, following example. Someone who has a, a few years before retirement might look hopefully at a portfolio that is heavy in stocks uh, as a great way to take advantage of growth in the market. Someone else who's closer to retirement may look at the exact same portfolio with anxiety about what market losses could do to their nest egg. And I've had people say that too, when, the, when I sit down with them and they do the color money um, analysis, the camera, they will say something like, well, five years ago, I would have answered it this way. But now that I'm retiring this year, I actually will going to answer it like this. So it changes and it evolves. And what that color money risk analysis does is provide an actual number to quantify these feelings of hope, anxiety, and anything in between. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. And going back to the Kiplinger.com uh, survey that you talked about in our uh, first section there. It's clear that some people do have a low tolerance for risk. I'm probably one of them. Uh, because of concerns about market volatility, uh, you don't want to lose your money. So what are some ways that people respond when they're, uh, you know, when these concerns increase? Oh, great question, um, Tony. Thanks for that. Uh, <laughs> we'll go back to the article. Referencing the article, sure. Um, and that's the one, the Kiplinger.com you just referenced. Uh, people are definitely considering how they're going to deal with market volatility in, in retirement. So there are a number of ways that they'll do that, but the survey results, they only show the top five. Uh, so number one is to decrease spending. So this is a perfectly logical way to, to deal with volatility. And honestly, I think tightening the belt is a way that many of us actually respond to tough financial times um, or, or the perception of tough times is tightening that, tighten up those strings. Right. And you do have to during the tough times, anytime the numbers aren't adding up on my bottom line, uh, spending less seems to be a really good way to deal with it, right? Yeah, very much so. And and 41% of the survey respondents said they'd decrease spending to cope with market volatility. Uh, so the next most common reaction is reducing investments in stocks. So this goes back to the earlier point about risk tolerance. Not all retirement vehicles are built the same. Um, there's more than one way to get to the finish line and stocks may have more risk than other sources of retirement income. Um, the third most common way that retirees would deal with volatility is, is seeking professional advice. And I can't recommend this enough. I mean, re retirement is a journey. It's not a destination. Once you're in retirement, especially if you're no longer accumulating assets and tucking money away from your paychecks, you're going to want to make sure that what you have is being distributed in a way that aligns with your goals. So we want to make sure that your money outlives you, not the other way around. And working with a professional can can help them do that. 
Well, of course it can, but do you know any? Do you know of any financial <laughs> professionals you could recommend? Greg Gunther? I'm not going to name names. Greg Gunther. It just so happens I do, yes. Uh, our goal of the Retirement <laughs> Optimization Group uh, during our financial process is to truly provide our clients with clarity and the knowledge that they're going to have the the kind of retirement that they desire. Ah, okay. And that, and that makes sense. I think that leaves, what, two more of those top five ways retirees deal with market volatility you wanted to cover. Yes. Uh, spot on as usual, Tony. Um, the last two are getting a part-time job and downsizing. So these are both lifestyle changes, which may or may not be part of your retirement strategy. Uh, a part-time job doesn't have to be a major lifestyle change, but it certainly can be jarring if you weren't planning on working in retirement. But the good news is it can be rewarding or, or fulfilling to take on some type of work in retirement. Uh, not to mention, during the hours you're actually working, not only are you making money, but you'll be doing something that prevents you from spending it. <laughs> so it's a time gap filler as well, and it's also a social thing. Um, downsizing, on the other hand, may represent a more significant change to your life. Uh, for some retire retirees, their home is one of their most substantial assets that they own. So it makes sense that in times of market volatility, downsizing would free up more potential retirement income. Yeah. And risk tolerance, we, we've been talking about that. That's basically then how comfortable uh, someone is, either a retiree or pre-retiree, with the risk level that's associated with their retirement assets. Um, and did the poll uh, and the article you were talking about um, did it mention ways that they're dealing with these concerns about market volatility? I mean, how do we deal with it other than shifting retirement savings away from stocks? Uh, as a matter of fact, yeah, the article did uh, mention that. And though some people are transferring uh, assets to bonds and cash, there actually are many that, that are not. Uh, in fact, it found that 63% of the poll respondents said they are staying diversified and just waiting it out. Um, and in my opinion, diversification is in itself a way to deal with risk. So here's how I here's how I look at it. When your assets are diversified, you aren't too heavily reliant on one type of retirement vehicle or one type of stock or one section of your portfolio. That means that you may be able to absorb a potential market downturns in one sector or section of your portfolio as long as the other part is still experiencing growth. So staying diversified and waiting it out is a perfectly reasonable way of dealing with market volatility. Well, yeah, I, I suppose that's a good point. Uh, what would you say to somebody that says, well, that's not really dealing with market volatility, though, because it's actually doing nothing? Great question, Tony. You're hitting me with them, some tough ones today. <laughs> I'm trying to keep you on your toes. <laughs> uh, but I do feel like some people may look at it that way. And, and my response would be this. Um, the, the strategy behind diversifying your assets in the first place was to position yourself to be able to take advantage of market growth without exposing yourself to risk beyond your comfort level. If you're concerned about market volatility, that's exactly why your retirement strategy is structured the way that it is. Now, that's not to say that you should leave your assets where they are if you're not comfortable with it. Um, I highly recommend contacting a financial service professional anytime you're not comfortable with how market volatility is impacting your retirement strategy. And that's exactly why I make my clients take that camera, um, at least annually, to make sure that their assets are still in the right position as things change. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, how else are people out there dealing with their concerns about market volatility? Well, a number of the survey respondents are doing just what I recommended, and that's seeking professional advice. So you'll notice this is a trend because we've mentioned it a few times on this week's show. And I think people want to seek the help of financial services professional in those moments for a few reasons, but two really stand out to me. Uh, one, they want to reevaluate their risk tolerance based on their concerns and make sure that their retirement savings are still okay and on track. And two, if they do need to make a shift in their savings or make a change, they want reassurance that it's going to be the right move. Right. Is reevaluating re risk tolerance during times of market volatility a good idea? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a, it's a great idea. And in all likelihood, your retirement savings were structured in a way that met your risk tolerance months ago or even years ago. But if you're feeling anxiety due to market volatility now, that may mean that your risk tolerance no longer matches the structure that you had established back then. So revisiting your risk tolerance can help make sure those things uh, stay in alignment. As for the other group, I think it's also a great idea to discuss your options with a financial services professional uh, before you make any significant shift in your savings. Um, these professionals, and I urge people to work with fiduciaries um, like myself, they can help you build a strategy that ensures that your retirement savings will stay balanced and diversified, even if you're just shifting um, perhaps to a lower risk in your portfolio. Yeah. There are a lot of ways, obviously, to deal with market volatility. It seems like people who responded to this survey are making some of the right decisions anyway. So do you have any final words on this topic, Greg? Well, yeah, at the end of the day, it's it's not like there's a cut and dried, you know, right way to do everything. It's more about making the decisions that fit your risk tolerance and your needs and making sure that it's set up to achieve those goals that you've outlined for yourself. And a financial services professional can really help you prepare for retirement um, to make sure that you're set up the right way. Uh, so I encourage our listeners, visit my website, therogroup.org. Got a lot of great videos, things you can reference. You can take the color money risk analysis on there and see what your risk tolerance is. Um, or feel free to give us a call. Uh, our number is 791-2924. We can discuss how my team might be able to answer some of your questions, address your concerns regarding volatility, risk tolerance, or any other topic on your journey to retirement. It's our goal to optimize your retirement. All right, and that does it for today's episode of Retirement Paradise with our host, Greg Gunther. Thank you for listening to Retirement Paradise. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Greg Gunther at the Retirement Optimization Group. Call 808-791-2924 or visit their website at therogroup.org. Greg Gunther and the Retirement Optimization Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.